Hello and welcome back to the Don't Read Into It podcast. And today we're going to start a little differently. I'm going to read a quote because I feel like my podcast is so negative all the time. So what we're going to do is read a quote that's positive and then we're going to continue with the show. May God give you for every storm a rainbow, for every tear a smile, for every care a promise and a blessing in each trial. For every problem life sends, a faithful friend to share. For every sigh, a sweet song. And an answer for each prayer. That is a quote from the legendary broadcaster Vin Scully, and also one of my favorite quotes. So, back to (laughs) reality of what this actual podcast is, and what a week it's been. You know, it has been a week since I released the last episode, but what a week it's really been. Let's go through it here. I've been to bunch of ranger games i i'm just (laughs) my phone keeps buzzing but been to a bunch of ranger games the last two weeks um we lost one 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 and then while i'm at that ranger game the biggest moment in north texas sports history happens and you know i'm sitting there at the ranger game i'm like i remember i was like oh man nothing nothing will happen with softball i mean they play today it's not gonna be too bad you know like if I miss this one game reporting it, well, the one game that I'm not reporting was a perfect game where 21 batters faced North Texas senior Hope Trotline and 21 were striked out or struck out, however you want to say that. And I mean, baseball's kind of weird with that. You can say flyed out. You shouldn't say flew out, but some people do say flew out. But, yeah, she struck out all 21 batters she faced. That's, like, stupid levels of historic. And I didn't cover it live. I had to, like, cover it later in the day because I'm just sitting there watching the Rangers lose 2-0 to the San Diego Padres. And I was a little pressed. I was a little pressed. But it's okay. I got a story out in, like, 30 minutes, which is a record about it. And congratulations to Hope Drawline. That is madly impressive madly impressive but that's not the only thing that happened at that game i one of my friends from high school was at that game so i was like oh i'm gonna go talk to him for a bit so i went and talked to my friend for a bit and he says he's listened to this podcast i don't know how much stock i put into that i guess i'll find out after this episode is released i have been told that it may be a problem that it's just me on the podcast yeah it may be a problem i don't know i feel like most successful podcasts have multiple people but that's different that's not what i want to do maybe i wanted it to be just me i mean what who else would it would join the podcast if any of my friends joined it'd be don't read into it plus i mean the podcast name is my namesake, so, excuse me, so, I don't know what he meant in that regard, and looking at the numbers, it's not hurting me too much right now, he just said it's a little boring, and that kind of resonated with me, I don't think it's boring, I hope it's not boring, if you guys think it's boring, please let me know, and I will change something up, but I really want to talk about the Rangers here. The Rangers are 5-7. and seven. Who would have thought it? Not me. 
Who would have thunk that the Rangers would be five and seven right now? I was expecting like two and ten, one and eleven, but the team is okay. You know, we don't suck as bad as one would think. We are pitching really well right now. We're hitting really well. Adelise Garcia hit a triple tonight at the time of me recording this. I mean, just impressive stuff. I really like the way Taylor Hearn has looked on the mound. I've liked the way Kyle Gibson has bounced back from that horrid opening day start. You know, even Kohei Arihara looked amazing tonight. Six innings, three strikeouts. Beautiful, beautiful. Just you love to see it, and I certainly love to see it as a Ranger fan. And you keep hearing my phone tap and it vibrate because Luka Doncic just hit this stupid clown shot where he was like, okay, okay, let me paint the scenes for you. They're down by, I believe, two, may not two points. I don't know. They're down by points, and a Luka shot would win it. The dude off one foot freaking makes it. Off one foot from about 20 feet makes it into the basket. It's like a floater, and he makes it into the basket. How ludicrously stupid is... Okay, Fridge. How ludicrously stupid is that? I can't believe it. I don't believe it. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that's what I keep picking up my phone for, and my group chat keeps texting me about it, and I don't want to hear about it. I'm a Lakers fan, and I'm surrounded by Mavericks fans. But that is the life in Texas. I don't hate the Mavericks. I'm I'm I have a soft spot for the Mavericks, but I am a Lakers fan. So I do not want the Mavericks to have success right now while my Lakers are fading. But it is what it is, in the words of a wise man. It is what it is. And that brings us on to our next topic. And I don't have a script for today, if you can't tell. I just didn't feel like scripting it. But I'm going to go ahead and go do story time right now, because I have a couple of stories that I want to tell. And these are not just any stories. These are stories from the crypt of my brain. They're beautiful. And we're going to go back to high school for this story again. Let me paint the picture for you. I am doing my first year of journalism in high school. I quit soccer. I joined journalism. I'm hyped for this. I am so excited to do journalism, even though I miss soccer. And let's be honest, I quit soccer because I wasn't very good at it. But it is what it is. It's my sophomore year of high school. And, man, journalism's going to be great. But I'm super afraid to get quotes for some reason. Like, terrified. I, I still, I'm okay at interviewing people now, but I still have, like, an awkward tone to me. Like, I feel like I sound stupid when I'm interviewing people. Like, I've had to interview... I guess two people this year only, but yeah, I felt awkward talking to those two people, and I don't think they thought it was awkward, but (laughs) for one of the players, it was accidentally like really short, but it was funny, Um, and so my college interviews are more professional than my, than my, uh, what's it called, high school interviews, so for my first high school interview, I'm interviewing Coach Mauser who was a basketball coach, and after I quit soccer, they said that I did not have a credit for, what's it called, for um, an athletic credit, so I had to do PE for a semester. I do this semester, and Coach, coach Mouser is my coach. 
And so I do a basketball preview for one of my first stories for the Timber Creek Talon. And, and let me tell you, it was really badly written, I would say. To my standards now, it was really badly written, but um, probably back then it was okay. But beside the point, I would like to continue with this story. And so I, I go to art, right? And... My my teacher, I've mentioned him in a couple of podcasts, Greg Yonda, he's my journalism advisor, wrote me a pass like, okay, so you can go interview Coach Mauser at this time. And I'm like, that's super cool, awesome. So I, <laughs> I show up to, to um, the art class that I'm in, and there's a sub, and I'm like, oh, shit. that's going to be difficult to get it past a sub. And so I go up to the sub and I give her my my half-assed looking pass because Yonda just kind of like quickly wrote it down, like no like no effort, just like Greg Yonda, and it was a pass to go interview this fella or the coach. And so I go up to the sub and she's like, "What do you want, sir?" And I'm like, "Okay, well," and I'm 15 years old. And I'm like, "Um, or no, sophomore year? How old are you? 16?" And so I'm like, "Ma'am." I have a pass to go interview a coach because I'm in the school newspaper. And I'm thinking I'm like the shit. Nope, oops. I'm thinking I'm like the shit. I'm like looking and going, oh, yeah, here we go. I'm going to interview the coach, and then I'm going to be the sports editor next year, which I wasn't. I got outvoted rightfully because I was a very pompous person and thought I was going to get it immediately. Shout out to that girl, though, that beat me out. She was the editor for three years in all of my years of talent before my senior year when I was the editor. She did a great job, but I never... <laughs> I always wanted to be editor, so I, I um, was kind of a, I mean, a jerk. But she ended up being cool. We ended up being cool. It was awesome. But um, see, you see how I ramble off at these things? But anyways, I go up to the sub, and I give her the pass. And she goes, did you write this? I'm like, what? No, I, what? <laughs> because Yonda wrote it so quick that it looked like a child wrote it. And so she thought I had written my own pass to go interview this guy. And so I'm sitting there going, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Because it's my first time doing this. If I don't get that interview, I'm going to look really stupid. I'm going to look like an idiot. I'm going to look like I'm letting down the rest of the team. And as I went down the line in newspaper in high school, I took it less and less serious as I did. And I think that goes for anything. Like with more experience, you don't take it as like big. Not to say I didn't take it seriously, but I didn't take it like scratching my wrist and like scratching my elbow type stuff. And so I... I bring the pass, and I'm like, uh, you could, like, um, call him. You could call him from room 220. I forgot what our room number was. That's how old I am. A226, I want to say. I was like, you can call him from a room A226, and he can uh, tell you. And she was like, no, no, that won't be necessary. That won't be necessary. But she makes me wait for, like, 10 minutes because we're doing this stupid art warm-up thing. And I'm sitting there and going, oh, my God, let me go. I'm going to get in trouble or for not writing this thing, and and she doesn't let me go, and so I'm sitting there, like, my foot's shaking, my friends are like, my friends are like, are you, you should just go, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to go to the office, because this was in a class, mind you, that 
the non-sub, the real teacher of that class, hated me. Hated me to the point where she told my mother, okay, I got in trouble in this class unreasonably, and she called my mother and said, by the look on my face, the first day I walked into her class, I was going to be a bad student. Racist. <laughs> but anyways, and so I'm thinking, if I get a bad sub note, I'm never getting an A in this class again because she's probably going to like, she graded, it was an art one class and I only was doing it for the fine art credit and this woman graded me unfairly for art one. Bewildered. Bewildered is the correct word for me here. And I was just, I didn't know what to do. What am I going to do? I can't risk this woman hating me more than she does by getting a bad sub note. And so the sub finally, after like 15 minutes, when she said only 10, this was after 15 minutes, she goes, okay, go and do your interview. Come back after you're done. I'm like, yeah, that's the plan. Bye. And, and so I go and do this interview and I'm thinking it's going to be so easy. I'm thinking I'm going to like show up to coach Mauser's office and be like, Sup, Brad? Time for the interview. <laughs> and that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It just simply does not happen. He's walking out as I'm about to interview him. And I go, oh, hey, Coach Mauser. And he knows me from PE. And so it's like, oh, hey, Reed, how are you, man? I'm like, oh, I'm good. Can I interview you for the Timber Creek Talon? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, what do you got to ask me? He goes, here, walk with me. I'm going to a meeting. And I'm like, Shit. I have to walk with the guy? I thought we were just going to be sitting in an office. Nope. Psych. I have to walk with him all the way to the office. And so I'm walking. You know, I'm in good shape. Like, I'm still in good shape. But like, I was in like athletic shape back then. And so it's no big deal that it's walking. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that it's, it, it's already awkward. And now that I have to keep up with him while holding up my little tiny iPhone 6 up to him so he can talk. And the question I ask is so stupid. It's like, oh my gosh. I, I interview him and I, the question I ask is, so where do you think the team will finish the season? You don't ask a coach that. You got to be more specific because I'm going to be honest. The team was never that good when I was in high school. And you couldn't really ask a coach, how do you think the season will go? Without them going, eh, we're pretty good. We have good big men and stuff like that. And they did. They had this kid that was like seven foot tall and he was supposed to go to Oklahoma. B big story, but I don't want to go into that, but... The big men were good on the team, but he gives me like the typical coach response, but I only asked that question. I didn't ask him anything else because I felt bad that I was taking his time. And so I was like, all right, coach, that's all I got. Thank you. And I wish I could find that auto file because I would totally put that on here right now. But he goes, oh yeah, thanks, uh, Reed. A little short, right? And I'm like, oh, shoot, he said it. He said the thing I didn't want him to say. He called it out for being short. I'm like, yeah, I have class and stuff. Great excuse, Reed. I have class and stuff, and I don't want to miss it. You don't care about class. You're an art. And so I, I, I totally bullshitted my way out of that. And so I'm sitting there, and I go, all right, thanks, coach. I'll see you tomorrow because I had PE that next day. <laughs> and he, 
And he probably didn't take me seriously because I was in that class with my friend Dre. Shout out to Dre if you're listening to this, you're a G. I had that class with him, and we acted like the biggest couple of morons that you have ever seen in your life. I mean, think about typical 16-year-old boys and give them a basketball and a bunch of unathletic people to just burn on the track. Because in this PE class, it wasn't just like, it was foundations of personal fitness. It wasn't just like PE, like, oh, we're going to play around. It was like, you got to run a mile in a certain time or the state will deem you to be unathletic. And so people tried. And in high school, when I was athletic, well, yeah, when I was athletic, I was running like 601s, 558s, like decent mile times. And me, Dre, and this other kid in that class that was named Giovanni, we would just freaking like murk everyone else during the miles. And it was so stupid because we'd be like, yeah, yeah, and celebrate it. It's like, yeah, we're beating girls that are walking and on their phone. And guys that just simply don't want to be there. There was nothing to celebrate. But 16-year-old boys, remember. And so that that occurs. And, we're, and so I don't think Mauser really took me seriously anyways. Who would take a 16-year-old reporter seriously? Let's be real. I mean, in high school, when every time I went up to a coach and I was reporting, even when I was good at it, who the heck would take me seriously? No one. High school journalism is such a joke. It's not even funny how much of a joke it is. It's it's not preparing you for real journalism. College, right now, freshman year, that is what has been preparing me for for real journalism because I've had to deal with people not responding. I've had to deal with people not, you know, giving quotes that I feel like I could use. I've had to deal with working it into my time. I've had to deal with a lot of stuff. I, how to fix my personal life to make it match what I'm doing with journalism and how to handle criticism and all that. In high school, it's not like that at all. You don't face any of that stuff. The only criticism you face is from other peers that don't like you. Or maybe not everyone has to face that. Maybe it was just me. <laughs> oh, man. But... It just doesn't really prepare you for the real world. It's a very, it's a very everybody eats type deal. Like it doesn't matter who's better than anyone else. Everyone gets the opportunity here, and that doesn't prepare you for one professional journalism, two college journalism. It prepares you for how they go about things. It prepares you for how you know schools tend to go about how they. Write like from newspaper. I learned how to write AP style, and that's awesome. And I appreciated that. And I will never take that for granted. And my time in high school with newspaper was awesome. But on the other side of it, my time with the broadcast journalism team wasn't that fun because I don't feel like we were ever as good as we could be. I don't feel like we could have. We well, not could have. I feel like we weren't ever as good as we could have been because simply politically correct BS that doesn't help anybody in the end. I had a perfect idea in my head of what, and maybe not everybody would agree with that, but I had a perfect idea in my head of what would help the program. And it just, you know, the teachers can't really do anything. It's not their fault. It's just, Everything is so clicky in high school, and so doing what you want and 
and finding success goes off of one or two things. One, do the people like you? Because everybody's favorited in high school broadcast journalism. And two, you know, um, how much how much effort are you going to put into it? Because the people that put in like a lot of effort, like myself and most of the other people, all of the stuff. But the people that didn't would still get the same opportunities, right? So if you didn't put in enough effort, like you could commentate nothing in your life, like sports commentary. They put you on to be fair. And I'm not saying that's incorrect. I'm not saying that's not anything that you should not do. That's just how society is. If you the person joins it, they deserve a chance. But do they deserve a chance as the older senior members? Do they deserve a chance with everyone else who has been doing it for a while? No, because that's not how it works. Do you think in the real world, do you think even in college now that you're just going to... I In the radio station I'm a part of, people get fired. for if, if I messed up too many times in a row, I would be let go. You know? Thankfully, I'm okay at it, so I'm not going to get let go. But there are people that will actually be let go because they're not good at it. That would never happen in high school journalism. If it was up to me, and it will never be, and the way society goes now is it's not like this. It would be like a high school sport, the journalism program would. People would get cut. If you weren't good enough, you would get cut. If... You're not as good as your peers. You wouldn't go on. And that's what the the big programs do, you know? But it it is what it is. And I don't I'm not respect to my high school's broadcast journalism. They do a fantastic job. I saw a tweet that I th- I think they won like second place for a JSP thing the other day. Awesome. Congratulations. That's awesome. But it's time to be a little competitive in broadcast journalism. And personally, if I ever had that job to oversee it, then I would make it competitive. I wouldn't want to be the same as everyone else. I'd want to beat them. So that's that. That turned into a little bit of a rant more than a story. But I just kind of wanted to talk about that, I guess. you know, like Reiterating again, all respect to anyone who who does that broadcast journalism or newspaper. Actually, I don't even want to mention newspaper because newspaper is good. But for broadcast journalism, yeah, not everybody deserves a chance. Well, let me fix that. Everybody deserves a chance, but if they're not good after a, I would I'll say a year or two, then they need to be trained and not put on air. I was never good at, at what's it called? Live news. We did in high school this thing called live news where you'd do live and you'd be reading from a teleprompter and I would do sports every week and I was nervous. And in my one semester of college, I've become more comfortable in front of camera than I ever was at high school. So I think that's indicative of something. But um, yes, I'm just going to say this and this alone. I was not good at live news. I shouldn't have been on it, but I continued to be on it. I always stuttered. I always messed up. That is all you need to know. Simply. That's all you need to know. I messed up multiple times. I was never good at it. But I still was on the show. When I shouldn't have been. And that's me saying that about myself. 
So what does that say about other people that aren't as good, right? But anyways, we're going to continue. We're going to stop talking about high school. We're going to go and talk. We're going to do double story time today. Are you so excited? Because I am, kind of. We're going to go ahead and go to college. So I'm trying to spend all my flex dollars because for some reason, my mom thought I ate a lot more than I did. And thank you for her. So she put a bunch of money on my flex spending card. I'm trying to spend all of that money, but I can't. I don't think so. Unless I spend like an excessive amount of money buying an excessive amount of food. And so... (laughs) And so the last few weeks, I've been like showing up to Chick-fil-A. And at Chick-fil-A, let me tell you my order. One chicken sandwich, fries, sweet tea. That's it. I've been going like two chicken sandwiches with nuggets and two fries and a drink. Because that will be like 20 bucks. And that will waste money. Well, not waste it, but yeah. So I have like a stock up of food in my fridge. I went to Krispy Crunch, a place in the UNT Union. It's not very good, but I keep going for some reason. I get like a 25 tinder box. What the hell am I going to do with 25 tinders? Not eat them. So they're just chilling in my fridge. And like whenever I'm kind of hungry, I just nip off of them. You know? But I'm trying to spend these flex dollars. And I show up to the corner store today. And they always give me like laughing looks. Because I'm like, at the corner store, it's like a convenience store. It's kind of like if a 7-Eleven was in the middle of a college. And so I go, I go to the convenience store. I'm just grabbing like four Cokes. I'm grabbing, driving like two water bottles, a Powerade, a Crunch Bar, anything that will waste money. And so I go up to the thing and I have like six drinks in my arm and they're like, um, would you like a bag for that? Yes. Yes, please. (laughs) And they're like, they kind of give me that look. And so I've kind of been like, hey, I'm trying to spend my uh, flex dollars, you know how it goes. And I told that to this older guy that works there today, and he was like, yeah, man, I get you. It's that time of the year. And I'm like, thank you for understanding. Because I feel like so many people just watch me buy an excessive amount of stuff and like, wow, what a fat ass. Look at him buy all that all that food. It's like, I promise, I promise I'm not going to eat all of it. I'm just trying to use my flex dollars, man. You know, I was going to buy some pizza tonight, but I didn't. I wanted to, but I didn't because I'm trying to I'm trying to save my uh, card money. I've been driving to Northeast Texas a lot lately. Some light, some light. But <laughs> just been driving to Northeast Texas to see a little someone, little someone. Shout out to her. Shout out to her though. Shout out to her though. <laughs> Maybe she'll be on this podcast eventually. Y'all yeah, like that, huh? But yeah, flex dollars need to go. So I'm I'm issuing this. If you're listening to this and you go to North Texas, and you want to have a lunch for free that I will pay for at the Union using my flex card, let's go. Let me know. You want some Chick-fil-A? You got it. You want some Mia's pizza? You got it. Taco Bueno? Psych. That's been closed all semester. It wasn't good either. But you want some Burger King? You want some Whoppers in your mouth? (laughs) I couldn't finish that, being serious. Uh, Who doesn't want Whoppers in their mouth? Pause. Um, (laughs) All right. All right. We're going to move on. Please. I'm not, I'm being serious though. If you, if you want to use my flex dollars, just hit me up. Hit me up if you're listening to this. 
Y'all know the Instagram. Y'all know the Instagram. You know it. Anyways, I want to make a clip that I can put on my Twitter so I can be like, Hey, you want listen to my podcast and see me post it, but you've never seen a clip. Here it is to try to like get new viewers. So I'm going to go ahead and give you a clip and I'm going to try to stall here and, you know, think about what I really want to post. And if you listen to the podcast, you'll be like, ah, ha, 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 breaking the fourth wall. Ah, ha, ha, ha. I would like to talk about Fernando Tatis Jr. Okay, okay. Listen, my favorite player of all time is Yasiel Puig, but I had to put that on hiatus for a little bit after some allegations came out against Puig. And while it's looking good in Puig's favor right now, I'm going to keep my fanhood on hold until he's officially acquitted of every quote-unquote crime he has committed. So my favorite MLB player that's not a Ranger is Fernando Tatis Jr. And let me tell you, I got to see him do BP at Globe Life Field last Sunday. That is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. My eyes lit up when I saw him hit the ball effortlessly 400 feet. The guy makes it look effortless. He's got the fast hands. He's got the bat speed. He looks cool. He has sick cleats. He has like the tall baseball intimidating look. He's just a fun guy. And I'm not talking the type you'll find in a lake. He <laughs> he is he is phenomenal to watch and he is the future of baseball. And watching him do his rehab sign. He's supposed to have a bad shoulder, mind you. He's supposed to have a bad shoulder. But watching him do what he did to that baseball and batting practice on Sunday, amazing. I mean, the guy just flicks it, and it goes 420 feet. You love to see it. Awesome. I texted my girl. I said, I'm sorry. There's a new person in town. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, no, but um, yeah, shout out to to old Taters Jr. That guy is exciting to watch. And on that other hand, I want to talk about Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Great hitter. I'm pretty sure a pretty nice guy. He is the funniest baseball player to watch. His range of movement during a game is maybe three steps. Maybe. That's being, that's being generous. I went to a Blue Jays game against the Rangers last Tuesday. And Vladdy, his range of movement is stand on first, back up a little bit, run back to the dugout. Of course, when he bats, he's a little quicker. He even, not stole home, but he advanced on a passed ball, which was pretty, <laughs> which was pretty exciting to watch. I mean, he's a bigger guy, and he's pretty athletic for a big guy. He's a bigger guy, and he can move. And so when he's running, it is kind of funny to watch because it's like watching a, a train go home. And <laughs> I'm telling you, okay, so Brock Holt pulled his hamstring after a base hit, and so the, all the trainers are out there. And Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is at first, and while, while uh, Brock Holt's getting attended to, the guy does not move. He just 
keeps and keep in mind time is called so there's like no ball in play he just stands next to the first base bag doesn't give brock holder the trainers any room he just stands next to the first base bag and doesn't move at all it's like come on man give him some space i just i don't know there's just something about him that's funny to watch and seeing the difference and like play style between Fernando Tatis Jr. and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was hilarious because Fernando's like energetic and jumping around and waving at fans and throwing his hands around and batting and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is just like taking one or two steps and walking back to the dugout and (laughs) looking like somebody's uncle moseying up to the plate It's hilarious. Shout out to them. They're going to be the future of baseball, and they're both juniors. Fernando Tatis is the son of Fernando Tatis, obviously, and I don't even have to say who the son of Vladimir Guerrero is. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's they're enjoyable to watch, and they're the future of baseball, and I cannot wait to see them advance in their careers. But yeah, I think I'm going to wrap this one up. I've kind of, It's been a rambly episode. It's been a long day for me. I kind of got yelled at twice, I got lectured, I got disenchanted, and so I'm not really feeling all up to it right now, and I just kind of want first semester to end, so I'm going to go ahead and end this episode here. Thank you for listening to the 11th episode of Don't Read Into It. Um, I think it was 11th. Oh, you know, I'll edit in 12th if it's incorrect, but the 11th episode of Don't Read Into It. As always, if you would like to follow my personal Instagram, it is underscore R-E-E-D-2-7 underscore. On Twitter, you can follow the podcast at capital D-R-I-I lowercase podcast. And if you want to follow it on Instagram, the podcast that is all lowercase, don't read into it. And we are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I say we, it's just me. I promise I'm not like split. But that will be it for today. Thank you for listening. If you did, we're improving by 5 to 10 listeners every week. I appreciate it. Rydberg, if you're listening to this, it's fine that I'm doing it alone. Thank you for listening. Good night. Good morning. Have a great day, whatever part of the day you're in.